conference play just around the corner for Northwestern men's soccer and women's soccer. We yes. cannot wait. This fall is really rolling along. Ryan, alongside David, one more time, we are flying. UNW Athletics Conversation. David, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. And Ryan, I would say we're officially kind of out of the start of the fall. I mean, these yeah. fall seasons have officially started. We're off and running. And let's introduce our guest, who I'm super excited to have with us, Coach Greg Wheaton, the head coach for the University of Northwestern men's soccer team. Coach, thanks for being here with us today. You bet. My pleasure. Happy really appreciate it. We love uh, getting you guys some media attention. And uh, does it feel good putting the headset on and being the mic? It feels natural. Good for you. <laughs> Definitely. There we go. Born you, for this. You, well, you, <laughs> you look nice and comfortable. You don't look uh, nervous or frazzled or anything like that. So season's off and running. We were just talking before we got started here, Coach, your 23rd season leading the University of Northwestern men's soccer team. I'm going to be honest with you. That's almost as long as I've been alive. What's it like <laughs> to do the same thing for 23 straight years? You know, it's exciting. Obviously, I'm blessed to do what I love. Um, you know, when we talk about compete at pur with purpose at Northwestern, I, my purpose is soccer. That's what God created me for. So it's, it's fun. Every year has a different challenge, has a different group um, that you get to work with and impact their lives. So, you know, every year is different, but every year is exciting. And there's ups and downs in every year. But when you do what you love and you know what your purpose is, you know, you just enjoy it. So. We're going to talk a lot of soccer with you over the course of this conversation. But before we start with that, I really want to learn the story of how you came to Northwestern because you have a story unlike any of the other coaches, how you got here. You're from a different part of the world than any of the other coaches are here. So can you just tell us how you kind of got to Northwestern and started coaching the team here? Yep. So originally um, I had a kid that I grew up with in Brazil that went to Northwestern. So when I was going to school at Liberty, um, he invited me up here for the summers, and so I spent the summers up here in Minnesota working. Um, and then after I was done with college, I went off to play professionally, and he um, ended up going to school here at uh, Northwestern. Um, and I was playing in Bolivia, and things didn't work out for me in Bolivia, so I came back, and he's like, hey, the assistant uh, coach for men's soccer is open up here. I'd like you to come up here. Um, and I'm also well-connected with the professional team. So his name was Jeremy Eby, um, and he went to school at Northwestern and played for Northwestern. So he's the one that kind of got me connected with Northwestern and was assistant coach for a couple years. And then, you know, Ripley Smith was the coach back then, and he kind of retired. And that opportunity came up for me to take the job. And I was pretty young, um, but pretty excited to have that opportunity. And that's kind of how I ended up here in Minnesota. I, I joke in saying that I came here because I like the cold weather. That's yeah. far from the truth. God has a sense well, of humor. Well, born and raised in Brazil, did it ever cross your mind as you were growing up playing soccer in Brazil that you were going to be living and kind of make your home in Minnesota? No, just <laughs> no chance. No For chance. sure. And we talked about 23 years I just ask this bluntly. I mean, why have you stayed? What about Northwestern makes it where you've wanted to be here and lead this soccer team for 23 years? Yep. Um, I think what the purpose, what Northwestern's about, you know, I've had other opportunities and other times in my life. I've kind of looked at different avenues, different ways I could go. But, you know, soccer was the number one thing in my life for many years. And I really came to grips that, you know, God needed to be number one and not soccer. Ever since then, I've kind of let God kind of lead the way of where I should go, where I should stay, and what my purpose is. And so there's times where I've said, God, you want me still here? And he's been pretty clear about this is where you should should be and where you should stay. I don't know if that will be forever. But, um, you know, I think even after COVID, I, would just, I just became even more passionate about being able to use the gift of soccer to impact 
people's lives and the blessing that I'm able to do that. So when you're at one spot coach for over 20 years, you've clearly seen a lot. And I know so many things have probably happened over that much time, but could you talk about the progression of the program from when you step in all those years ago up until now, what have you seen grow, change and evolve for Northwestern men's soccer? Yeah, when I first took over the soccer program, I mean, soccer was still growing. I mean, it, it is still growing, obviously, but it was still kind of a sport that, you know, many of the players at Northwestern hadn't played, didn't have a lot of experience. So it was really just kind of getting them to kind of be binding together and believe in themselves. And we, we played a pretty simple style of soccer, right? And as the game has kind of evolved, the type of player that we have, you know, th- there was a period, I, I say the period before having the new Reynolds Field and the period after. Yeah. I think the period after really kind of changed just the facilities, kind of helped our program grow and really kind of be on the map and say, hey, we can we can bring in quality players that can make us uh, compete um, at, at that next level. So, yeah, it's, it's an ebb and flow. And even now we're in a period that we're seeing a lot of teams in our conference uh, bring in a lot of international players. So our conference has gotten a lot stronger, I would say, in the last three to, to four years. So even our challenge is how do we bring in that quality type of player that can compete at that level because the level is definitely growing. You mentioned Reynolds Field. That was going to be my follow-up with that huge accomplishment to add that in 2014. Could you share more about what that's done for you guys, not just with games, but obviously practices, recruiting? What has that facility done for your program? Yeah, there's a lot of things. Recruiting, obviously, definitely. When you bring a kid and his family up here to see the facilities, I mean, it's phenomenal, right? So that that's the first piece. I think they also piece from a practice standpoint. You know, we used to practice on half of the field with the girls, you know, and the field was beat up, and you'd bring a kid in here, and he's like, yeah, great. I like the school, but I don't know about these facilities. So from a facility standpoint, obviously recruiting standpoint, and then just from a practice standpoint, having lights, having turf, being able to be out there, and then just for the players to, to go out there and, and train themselves. Um, and then obviously the spring. You know, we'd say we'd have a spring season, but we never had a spring season because sure. the field was never ready. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely helped our program significantly, um, and it's been awesome. Is turf faster to play on? Is it easier for players to move around? What's the difference between playing on turf and grass? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously in the Midwest, um, turf is definitely faster, especially because a lot of the fields, it's longer grass, it's a lot slower. Uh, but there's turf nowadays that's very similar to grass. Um, our turf's a little older, but still in great shape. Our turf is pretty fast, but if you take some of the newer facilities, it's more like a normal natural grass type of field. Now that we've had Reynolds Field here for seven, eight years, are you used to having the turf pellets in your shoes now? Did that take some time getting used to? <laughs> Listen, it, it's part of life in the Midwest. <laughs> Just ask my wife. She's like, it, Is it all over the house? The Always. pellets are everywhere? I, I've gotten better. I try to clean it out before I go. get there. So <laughs> Okay. Well, I'd love to start asking a bunch of soccer questions if uh, you're down for that. Definitely. We, we know you love soccer. So I just want to talk to you about the start of your season here. You guys have played a very competitive non-conference schedule. You've played three games so far. They've all been, been against really high-quality teams. What is the advantage of playing such a challenging, um, competitive non-conference schedule as you start to prepare for conference play here? I think it's critical for players to see what the level's like. Uh, we're a very young team this year, and just them getting used to that level, that speed of play, the physicality. So advantage there is just that they really get to see that, hey, this is a different level. Because I think no matter what we tell kids, they think, oh, I'm, I'm a star at my high school. I come in the college game, and I'm going to be great. I think they see that the level is a lot higher and, and a lot more difficult. So the advantage there is they're ready now, right? They see what it takes. Mm-hmm. So mentally, they, they don't come into conference play 
you know, hopefully as nervous and like, hey, this is, we've done this and we've played teams better than this. For sure. What are the biggest lessons or coaching points that you're trying to get across to your team after these first three games? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is kind of playing as a team. We have a lot of good young individuals, but when it comes to them playing together as a team at this level, just the little things, right, of just, you know, being connected. Uh, when we talk about soccer is not being disconnected, your mids, your forwards, your defenders, just learning how to do that and then just being able to play quicker because we um, th- that's the big ju- adjustment from the college game or from the high school game to the college game. So, You talk about the young guys, Coach. You have plenty of freshmen entering into the program this year, but you also have a lot of returning guys who are still just sophomores, but they're playing in big roles. Could you talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you have with so many new guys, but also some of the positives saying, we got fresh blood, these guys are hungry, and I'm sure they want to learn. Yeah, um, I think the advantage is they are new, right? And so it's a a good opportunity. We talk about always, you know, improving our culture. What better way to start by improving your culture and kind of set high expectations? As a coach, I'm always trying to get better. I kind of tell my players that's the level I'm going to hold you accountable to. So I think with that fresh blood, you get the fresh opportunity to kind of develop that next culture and the next winning culture, preferably. So, um, you know, the, uh, I guess, disadvantages is just some leadership and, and having people step up. But I think my sophomores are, are for the challenge. They were a very strong freshman class last year. They've done a phenomenal job kind of leading and kind of setting the examples. But there's conversations we have every day. Hey, you know, people get sick of me yelling at them all the time in practice. We want you to step up. And they're really doing a good job of that. So I think that's one of those pieces that it's, it's a great opportunity. And I'm sure that extends, obviously, for you for the, the limited number you have. But you do have some upperclassmen, juniors, seniors, and so on. What do you want to see from them specifically, not just early this year, but throughout the year for those freshmen, those sophomores who maybe haven't been in those big moments that you'll see later on this fall? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just them, you know, having those individual conversations with them, of them not being too nervous, of them, obviously, even the way they practice and the quality that they bring to practice. You know, yesterday we had an example of an upperclassman kind of calling guys out to take things more seriously. And that's, that's what we want, just that leadership piece. And we're fortunate. We have great kids. Um, and when we ask them to do something, they usually step up and do that. So, On Saturday, 4.30, conference play starts. The games start to go towards that conference record, and you start that uh, pursuit of a conference championship. You're going up against North Central, the Rams, just down the road, downtown Minneapolis. What's it like getting ready for a conference game? You've had these non-conference games to prepare you. Does the preparation change at all as you get ready for these games, or just what's the mindset from your coaching staff and your players as you get ready for these games? Yeah, obviously the non-conference we're playing and getting ourselves ready. So the conference piece really it's where it matters. Obviously everybody understands that. I think you know when I talk about preparation, I think every game you should prepare the same for in the aspect that you, you need to be ready, you need to be improving. I think the nice part of the non-conference, we get to see the areas that we need to improve on. So my expectations are higher that we step into these conference games and that we clean up a lot of the mistakes and a lot of the things that we've learned and take that and put that into practice. So, Without giving away the game plan here on the podcast, <laughs> not that anybody listens to this anyways, but could you just tell us a little bit about North Central and maybe just a couple things that your team's going to need to do to be successful, again, without uh, drawing up the X's yeah, and O's for us? No problem. I mean, I think you take North Central, Crown, Martin Luther, all those schools, you know, when we, we play each other, those are always big rivalries, you know. And so I think, uh, you know, North Central is a hardworking team. You know, they're pro- probably a more direct team uh, than some of the other teams that will play in our conference. So they're very dangerous up top. So just really making sure 
that we put pressure on the ball early and don't get caught um, getting a high line to where they can beat us because they have a lot of speed. So it's really just staying connected, making sure that we don't allow them, you know, the strong counters where they're strong at and making sure we dictate the play and, and manage the game a little bit, which we have the ability to do, I think. But we're young, so hopefully we can uh, step up and do that. So. I'd like to circle back, Coach, to something you were mentioning earlier about the talent and the growth that we've seen for the conference. You mentioned more international guys playing in this league, specifically looking at this year. From what you learned last year, what you know is coming back, you know it full well. I mean, we saw games at Reynolds Field last year where you guys are competing against the Superiors, the Bethany's, the Northlands, the top teams in the con- in the in the conference, I should say. And it's right down to the wire, and I don't you know, want to remind you about some of the things that happen in extra time and overtime. But what I'm saying is you guys were right there with yep. top-level teams. The conference as a whole, what do you see it as playing out like here in this 2022 season? Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be another very difficult year. A lot of, I think, um, Bethany's brought in over 20 new players. I think Nor- uh, Northland as well, and Superior obviously always has a, a great amount of, of good players, both American players and international players. So I think it's just going to be as challenging, and I, I think even Crown's brought in a lot of international players now too. So I think it's going to be even more competitive and that we're really going to have to be at the top of our game every time we show up. You know, um, So I think that's the critical piece that we've told people. We have to work extremely hard. We have to be organized um, in order for us to compete at that level. Yes, we have some good players as well, but we also have to understand who we are. And to me, it's can we be organized, can we be disciplined, and can we play with a lot of drive and passion because that's going to give us the opportunities to beat some of those top teams quick tangent here but ryan just mentioned some of the overtime games last year you played in a lot of them no overtime this year in college soccer what are your thoughts on that rule change thank you jesus (laughs) (laughs) elaborate on that or that's kind of no no it's it's you know when you're playing so many games in a week you know soccer is a very demanding sport and you end up playing you know, sometimes three overtimes in a week or two overtimes. It's just the wear and tear on the players as well as the emotional piece. And so to me, it's just having that overtime piece, although it can be exciting, I don't think it's in the best interest of the players um, just because it's just so taxing. So For sure. So a good rule change, according to you, and I'm sure a lot of other coaches. Again, circling back to something you mentioned earlier, you kind of said every team's different. You've been here 23 years. None of your teams have been exactly the same. Every team has its own identity. I know it's early. We're only three games into this 2022 season. What do you think will be the identity of this squad? What have you seen so far? What do you think is really going to make up this team? Yeah, I think we're a talented group, I think, from a technical standpoint, probably more talented than we've ever had. Um, But I think the biggest thing is them just believing in themselves, So really trying to show them that they can play at this level and they can compete at this level. Um, so really kind of what I see is if we can pull it together from just the mentality and a work ethic, that's one of the big things that we've working on is just that intensity at practice. Um, I see it being a fun team, an exciting team that can play with just about anybody. Uh, but obviously we're young, so hopefully we can, you know, put these lessons behind us and, and kind of produce what we want to produce. We're trying to play uh, a style that is, you know, a possession style, although that's hard sometimes. So I'm really picky. I mean, the guys, you know, the nice part, we've added a camera now to where we can, uh, record our practices. Um, so I, I sit down after every practice and, you know, send them about 45 minutes of stuff they can watch and learn and grow. So I, I think they're excited. I think they know they can play just now, just put it all together. And that's my responsibility. So for anyone listening to this coach, I think they can full well understand why you have passion for this game, why you have passion for this school. But we know that your passion and your investment into the game of soccer goes beyond just Northwestern. 
Can you share a little bit why you devote so much time into this game? What makes soccer special and why is it worth investing so much time into for you personally? Yeah, I've kind of talked about the purpose, right? But I think growing up in Brazil, soccer is more than just a game. It's, it's really a religion. I was blessed to watch some of the best players. I used to watch the national team uh, practice 10 minutes from my house. My dad was good friends with uh, the national team goalkeeper. Um, so I just grew up in an environment where the game is, is so much about passion and love and drive. So it becomes a core of who you are. So you take that education of the game and where you grew up with, that's that first initial piece as a kid, what you see and what you dream about, right? And then you you take that passion and then you combine that with learning the, kind of what your gifts are, what God creates you for. And you put those things together and then I think you just realize, hey, this is what you love, this is what you created. I think more and more as, as a Christian, you know, we, we have the opportunity to be light and to be the best we can be. And so to me, it's, it's really like, how do I become better every day? How can I inspire people? How can I use this passion to show people that um, it is a game, but more importantly, in a game, there's a purpose that each and every one of us has that God has created us for. So I try to use that platform and try to instill that passion uh, amongst other people. And when they ask questions, they can see why and how. I think the best way we, we're examples uh, to people is by our testimony of what we do day in and day out, not just our words. So, Amen. That's really good. Coach, my last question for you. Let's say a recruit's listening. Again, probably no one's listening, but let's hey, say Hey, don't tell us short. Come on. I, I, it's, well, it's, this is going to grow. Don't when, worry. When we have Coach Wheaton listening <laughs> or on with us, I'm sure we've got all of Brazil, all of the United yes, States listening. Uh, when it's just me and Ryan, that's not the case probably. But let's say you have a recruit listening. What is UNW men's soccer about? How do you sell this program? How do you get student athletes to want to be a part of this? Who are you guys as a team, as a program? You've mentioned it a little bit, your guys' purpose, but can you just expand on that one more time, please? Yeah, I think what I tell kids when they come here, obviously the school is the, is the first piece, but then we talk about Northwestern soccer is the experience, right? The experience of dealing with coaches that have played the, the, the game at, at a high level, um, that has also coached at a high level, but more importantly, are going to invest in you as a human being. You know, um, in Brazil growing up, we talk about the development of a person, not just of a player. And as a program, my job and my goal is to develop the whole being, and soccer is a big piece to that. So I think when they come in here, they're not going to just grow and understand what the passion of soccer about is, become a better player, but become a better person, a better Christian. I think that's the key to us is we're whole fo- our whole focus, yes, it is starts with soccer as the initial piece of our connection, but it's going to go a lot further than that. You know, you mentioned some of the upperclassmen that come by and, you know, watch our games and come out and train with us. That, that to me, is what it's all about is we're, we're creating um, those relationships and we're creating um, the, the, those human beings that are going to become better, are going to come back and say, hey, thank you for that. And so really letting people know that we're going to do more than just the soccer piece. We're going to develop you as a human being and make you better in every part of your life. That's awesome. Well, your 23rd season of coaching the University of Northwestern men's soccer team, it's been an awesome run for you. I know Ryan and I will both be watching and following along this 2022 season, and we hope it's an awesome ride going forward. Good luck on Saturday as you start the UMAC season. And uh, that's all I got for you, Ryan, if you uh, have anything else or no. you want to take us out. Hey, I'm more excited about the program. I hope people listening are more excited about the program. And I'm just going to say it. Next Thursday, the 22nd, under the lights, just across the way, at Reynolds Field, conference opener, hosting the Polars. You have no go. excuse. Show up. Watch both squats. Show yep. up early. Watch Coach Pettit's club. I know you'll be watching, Coach, and then watch Coach Wheaton's club get after it and 
Let's have a good start to conference play. So thanks so much for joining can, us. Can I put you on the spot real quick? <laughs> no, can, no. You, can you send us off in Portuguese real quick here for us? I will, but first, thank you guys for this. this yeah. Is, yeah. Thank, thank you for, for being around. on with us. We appreciate it. Que todos tenham um bom dia, que Deus possa abençoar vocês. Um grande abraço. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Just cut it. We got nothing yeah. else to say. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>